1: George used to have a real scary mask he only wore around me, kid.
0: It looked like it looked like, you know, the or the little orphan Annie. It looked like <laughs> a little girl's face, but someone had taken a a match to certain areas of the mask.
1: <laughs> George would just wear it in the middle of tea office to my <laughs> To my children's birthday. He and would make, just he'd wear, wear make a it. Sound.
0: He'd make a sound when he'd wear it. <laughs> and it. And because it was covering his mouth, he'd be like, uh, "Like I couldn't even replicate it.
1: <laughs> a bit it would scream like it was coming from a bad memory he had once.
0: Scared me, wife. Scared me, kids. <laughs> <laughs> George Harrison, absolutely incredible. He's an incredible artist. What did I know about him personally? Well, he scared me Why He scared me kids. <laughs> <laughs> like George Harrison of all the Beatles. Ah, mm, mm.
1: Yeah, George, the quiet one. George, mm, what do I know about him? The quiet the one.
0: one. I'm just recording because welcome to the show. I know you're not recording.
1: I'm not recording. <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't. There's nothing to... There's nothing doing over here. You'll with never the record be
0: recording. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Dude. we were just talking about the Beatles because we love the Beatles and we're knee deep. I'd say maybe even waist deep into this thing that like maybe is three episodes, maybe more.
1: <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about that last night.
0: Yeah. And uh <laughs>
1: and yesterday I kind of woke up thinking about that. And I think it is gonna be the last sweat. one. And I think that I think yeah I think that three is a good episodes to do on this and I've been thinking a lot about this one because obviously
0: we gotta wrap you it know up we've watched three. that
1: documentary we gotta wrap it up um and I think we will and I think this will be the most fun one because this is the most we'll be talking about stuff that's the most zany
0: this is doesn't make wacky.
1: sense this is like the most dynamic banter version of the Beatles. So this seems yeah. like a good place to to wrap it up. Th-
0: things are going to get real wacky in the Beatles world because they're going to discover psychedelics and um, other cultures and they travel the world. And, you know, these are superstars who never are told no and get whatever they want, probably whatever their dirty little hearts desire, even things that we'll never know. And so these guys got to run the gamut of living a life, and so um, you know, so they got into some bonkers shit, and I can't wait to talk about it. But Mike and I were talking about, we were, I don't know how we got to them being scary to people. Oh, I think oh, it's because uh, we were talking, Mike was watching something about the making of the Magical Mystery Tour movie, and they were interviewing yeah. people in the movie, and these are people who were working closely with the Beatles, so we started to do a bit of them being like, "The be- they were great boys, they scared me <laughs> kids on the, s- on the set, they scared me kids.
1: John used to do a thing where he would used to come over, save me wife, which I thought was very cordial as John Lennon, after all, doesn't have to do it. And then he'd take my youngest kid and throw him straight up into the air and it was up to us to catch him. And if we didn't, he would just hit the ground. <laughs> and round. you had to
0: be on your toes. You never knew when he was going to do it. So you could never really relax around George because any second he'd throw a child into the air as hard as he could. And the look on his face as he did it was out of pure strength and anger. There was an anger, like something made him angry about the child almost.
1: (laughs) Once in a while, in the middle of a scene filming in the middle of a scene he would break and turn to his left, sprint off, find a kid and throw him overhand towards the sun
0: he said towards the sun and then he'd look me in the eyes and say, here comes the sun (laughs) here comes your son son. (laughs) here comes your son better catch
1: him Oh, my God. <laughs> Better catch your son. I, and I would have never have known any of that had we not watched that documentary real quick before Oi, this. One
0: time on the set, John Lennon, you know, he was very quiet behind the scenes. But when the cameras were rolling, he was just trying to have a laugh and make all the boys laugh. One day between takes, now I'm an I'm an older gentleman, so... I don't, I'm not in laughing along with the boys between the takes, I'm tired. I think John took notice of that and and wanted to get me out of my shell maybe a little bit, but it was the way he did it that was really kind of, it was the moment I decided that maybe the show business wasn't for me. (laughs) John Lennon had this bag bag that he carried around and it had like weird writing on it. And he would pull it out of his pocket and shake it at me. It wouldn't have anything in it. <laughs> and then he'd laugh. He'd just laugh ha 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 like he was mocking me. And one day between takes, he said he had eaten a lot of breakfast that morning. He had a big, big breakfast. He kept saying it out loud. He would scream it even in the middle of takes, I've had a big breakfast! (laughs) I've had a breakfast? I've had me a big breakfast, everyone! (laughs) I'm filled to the brim with breakfast! Now, of course, everyone thought that he was just tripping again because the boys would trip quite a bit during the filming of the movie. And they were pretty harmless about it, except this one time, what John did with that bag he'd been mocking me with for weeks... He vomited his breakfast into it and then he threw it at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the man who wrote Our Days Night. When
0: he came <laughs> up, he threw his sick at me. He threw a
1: bag <laughs> of his sick. <laughs> I'm sitting there, middle of a movie, my big break, covered in John Lennon's sick. <laughs> Tripping I mean George uh, scaring and throwing Me kids
0: And the weirdest part about it was not that He had thrown a bag Of his sick at me <laughs> On purpose The weirdest part The part that sticks with me was The silence <laughs> The silence on the set Except for John's maniacal laughter and then he no wrote imagine the next day
1: <laughs> <laughs> i smelled disgusting i smelled like <laughs> vinegar and heat from the sun and they called me mean mr mustard
0: And Paul, Paul would do that thing. Paul was mostly kind, but Paul would do that thing where he'd put his fingers up to his mouth and stick his tongue through it. He'd do it all the time at all the women. It didn't matter what age they were, 90, babies. He'd just flick his tongue at
1: babies. I didn't even know if he knew he was doing it at one point.
0: I mean, I think he just liked to eat vaginas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So nasty
0: and natural. He's just a nasty boy, Paul McCartney, with those sleepy eyes. All right. Anyway, the movie
1: wasn't bad.
0: Um, (laughs) so Mike and I were just having a bit of fun, like we do on this show, dynamic banter. Welcome. We're like Mike Mm -hmm. was saying. I think we, you know. So we're, we're seeing that people are enjoying our Beatles conversations. It's a slight departure from the, uh, the kind of like unplanned uh, st- aspect of the show. Um, but we're having a lot of fun talking about it because even though Mike has things he wants to talk about and we want to get through the Beatles in a cohesive kind of way, even though we've never claimed to be like – those shows where you can, like, learn about the Beatles or whatever. No. Like, we're just, like, we love the Beatles. We have a show that people enjoy. We thought it would be fun to do episodes about the Beatles just cuz we're like fuck it, why the fuck not? It's our show, we can yeah. do what we want. And basically we're just nerding out about the Beatles. And we're kind of just like, yeah, we're wikipedia-ing most of the things, and we're kind of recalling our own memories and and our own past experiences of growing up with the Beatles and then our parents growing up with the Beatles. So we're it's just like kind of like your comedian's podcast perspective on the Beatles. With Wikipedia mm-hmm. articles. So, you know, we're not setting out to teach really anything other than, like, maybe the tidbits we found interesting that were said in some of the things. But, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, we're just having a lot of fun. And I think, you know, we're probably going to wrap it up because we're, like, we could probably just go on and on and on about the fucking yeah. Beatles. And there
1: are so <laughs> many good YouTube channels and stuff that I've seen that do that that you should absolutely subscribe to if you're into, like, people doing deep dives and, like, reading books and books. and Right. Putting together the most logical, uh, information from a a bunch of different sources. Um, there's a lot of good stuff out there. A lot of people who like dedicate their whole existence to doing it. Mm -hmm.
0: And Mike, um, you know, it's a weird place to kind of just like drop this, but, but it is very connected, but, um you know when we started this show we it was cloverfields you know and we talked a lot about cloverfield and that and the args and it was just all about the cloverfield universe the you know the that series of movies and then we went on so many tangents about other things that we decided let's just do a podcast where we tangent where we just like yeah. it's literally just two friends tangenting and yeah. um and then dynamic banter was born of that and so now we've talked enough about the Beatles that we realize that we are done with dynamic banter. And now we're doing a Beatles podcast. Now
1: we, this is the announcement. This is the announcement. And we're not going to learn anything new. We're just going to kind of rehash. Right. We're just going to talk in the past two episodes endlessly about the Beatles. (laughs)
0: And and like and and in no direction whatsoever. But um but you know, Dynamic Banter will still just like Cloverfields came around still whenever there was like a Cloverfield movie, Dynamic Banter will still be here sometimes, but we're mm. mostly gonna talk about the Beatles forever. So anyway, let's move <laughs> in. Let's move.
1: So if you were hovering over that subscribe button or whatever, just know that this is a Beatles podcast now, and we'll only be talking about um, 59 and 61. We're gonna skip 60. Not to any. No, let's any just the fun, go back to the stuff.
0: beginning and start from the very beginning of the Beatles,
1: <laughs> dude. So in all honesty, I was uh, I was thinking about this whole thing and how we've done like this will be the third like more structured episode. And I was thinking that is kind of a fun reset. I was literally just in the shower being like, "Oh, next week we just talk about like nothing, and we haven't right. done that in a couple of weeks, which makes me look forward to it very yeah. much and i'm I'm very happy yeah, that, and- uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I and dude, so many things that have happened, like um. Something really weird happened to Alana um, in and her Instagram DMs that um, is so that bonkers. It's so bonkers and it's funny and I want your opinion on it. But these are all things we'll come back to when we're back to a regularly-seduled roper-cram.
1: <laughs> That's a good <laughs> promo for next week. <laughs> and we'll be um, right back. <clears throat> Dude, Sorry, I think this whole conversation started because we were talking about you wanted to see Magical Mystery Tour or uh, Yellow Submarine, and I was yeah. like, "Why don't we just do a couple episodes?" So we talked about what we talked about. We talked about like their crazy rise to fame, mm-hmm. four young boys, and they go and they conquer <clears throat> the entire world. So we're there. They go. Correct. They fucking they sell out stadiums. They get knighted, and then they have their first break. After all this stuff, after they come back from, I think, the Philippines, they have mm. their first real break of their professional career in, like, five or six years mm. of going, like, constantly, 365 days a year, right? Right. So they take a break to do drugs with their family And have sex. Basically. And scare and this people. Is why, <laughs> this is why – They they threw kids and they got into their hobbies. Finally, they didn't have any time for hobbies. George wanted to be a special effects makeup person. (laughs) Throw kids in the air.
0: George had a a knife that he would pull out and just hold right next to his face and he would (laughs) press the handle of the knife into his face like this. And he would just stare at you. And I, and I think it might have been an intimidation move.
1: But one he was time, trying to find a hobby.
0: We were told to not engage with them because they, you know, they were superstars. So one time I just did that with him for about 35 minutes. He just held the knife right up to his face staring at me. And I thought i can't disrupt any of this if this is their creative process <laughs>
1: the next day he wrote while my guitar gently beats <laughs> Every one <of> this story. <laughs>
0: they're just like these insane maniacs
1: <laughs> <laughs> writing Dude, beautiful songs you know how about love.
0: <laughs> you know how in walk hard they have like It's like Jason Swartzman and Jack Black and Paul Rudd as the Beatles. Do you remember that? Uh, And they did them in such a bonkers way. Like, they're all, like, (laughs) making fun of each other. They're, like, idiots. (laughs) Like, Ringo's, like, a fucking moron. (laughs) And I loved how they made them all, like, uh, really heightened versions of themselves i would love to see someone do like a period movie or something where there's a scene with the beatles and they're just like maniacs like that (laughs) like george is holding the knife up to his face and he's just like staring it's like what
1: the fuck is going on that's what that peter jackson documentary is going to (laughs) show
0: yeah in the studio that new one right in the studio (laughs) and and george would wear the melted mask on his face while he would play the guitar no one ever and we weren't allowed to take photos of that because that was his thing (laughs) that he wanted to scare everyone with
1: george took peter jackson took the uh or no he wasn't the one who filmed it that wouldn't make any sense peter jackson took the camera and just (laughs) (laughs) held it on himself (laughs) we have 12 hours of george holding a film camera on himself
0: with a knife (laughs) At one point, his nose starts bleeding. He's just holding the knife. Oh,
1: <laughs> terrible. Terrifying. But such yeah, a sweet man, it's, turns it's ni-
0: out. I know. <laughs> it's funniest to think that George was the most bonkers. Like, he's yeah. the most out of his mind, like, unhinged. He could throw your kid in the air.
1: Yeah. And not yeah. catch it <laughs> At any point.
0: Right. All right. Anyway.
1: Dude, so I was trying to figure out a way to, like, wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know exactly how because I don't know too, too much about the magical mystery era mm. you know yeah and so i went to the this vintage mall that we have in the valley yeah right <clears throat> and there's this giant collection of <clears throat> time magazines from the 60s nice
0: right? life magazine so
1: this one has arthur ash on the cover and it's from 1968 so the end of the the beatles era mm-hmm. and uh It was, like, so fucking crazy serendipitous to walk into this place and just hope that I found something on the Beatles. Mm. And then there's this article in here that's so, like, it's from 68. I don't know anything about how people thought back then, like, really, like, conversationally or whatever. We just know, like, music and art and stuff. Right. And so it was so weird to read this article and to have it pick up exactly where we left off last week. cool. And uh, I don't really know how to be like, hey, go find this article and read it because it's crazy interesting. It talks about like how the reporters and the photographers, some of them were in the studio with them. And they say like such specific things about how they wrote certain songs. And it really seems like John and Paul were just like this machine that weren't as good separate from each other, but balanced each other out so well and would finish each other's where each other's like left off. Mm-hmm. so well and George and Ringo would just kind of come in once they needed to make it like a real thing you know right and I mean, they talk about Ringo as being like this sweet like he just wants to be creative but they just kind of use him <laughs> when they use him. and they yeah. love they all have a great love and admiration for each other right. but they're like don't call Ringo until like we absolutely need him and like Ringo's sitting at the drums and he's like I just want to <laughs> Be I just want to drum. I just it's want so to funny. have a drum.
0: It's funny because like a drummer, a, like I don't know much about drummers in the in the like the realm of the music world. Like, you know, everyone makes fun of drummers and there's this big everybody makes fun of every aspect of the band. But the drummer mm-hmm. always to me felt like when you think about music as a whole, the thing that easily became an automated computer thing. Because that's how unnecessary a drummer being a human kind of is. (laughs) Yeah. And in that sense, it's like the drumming is such a physical, incredible art um, and rhythm is such an important aspect of it. And the drumming is like literally the most important part of like a rock and roll song. Um, But but it's like so also so automated and like anybody can kind of do it. And like, you know, there isn't like a drummer style specifically like you'd be like George Harrison's musical abilities was his style or his solos were his style. You know, like like Ringo has a style, but he's just the most automated aspect of the band. And, And it sucks to hear that, like, he also wanted to be creative and wanted to make music, too, but he just wasn't like Paul or John or George yeah. in those aspects. And that's okay. I mean, okay. they were
1: such like, they're like here to for anyone to compare themselves sure, to. You sure, sure, sure. And so that would be hard. Even if Ringo was like a good, a good songwriter, songwriter or a great yeah. songwriter. Like yeah. there's thousands of great songwriters in LA alone or Nashville that you'll never even hear of. You right, know? right, right. But if you're in a band with two of the most prolific songwriters who work perfectly in sync with one another. Like it's going to be hard to break through that no matter how good you like George was great. And he had a, you know, he had a fight for his, uh, he
0: totally had to fight, which is interesting because when you, his solo stuff is, is like good. None of it is like Beatles. Good. I mean, well, man, that's debatable. There's just some really good stuff in his solo stuff but Mm -hmm. but then there's also not good stuff and it's like that not good stuff is probably mostly what he was bringing to John and Paul when he was like I have songs too and they were like "Eh." (laughs) you know it's like it's it's so shitty when you have to be in the position of like look we're the ones writing the hits here like Mm we're actually writing the hits
1: right and And writing the hits for like writing great songs for Ringo and, and right, stuff like that right, too, right?
0: And and it's yeah. not to say that like Ringo and George were unimportant in or like there's no world where they're unimportant in in like you know the the songwriting process, the song creation process. But when it came to like the songwriting, it just felt like man, what an interesting position for Paul and John to be in, to be like. At any moment Ringo's gonna come at me with a fucking demo. At any moment, George is gonna come at me with a fucking demo. And I'm gonna have to be like, dude, it's so good. But like, you know, maybe we maybe it's not the Beatles. (laughs) You know? Like, how do you do that? It (laughs) seems like
1: they had, it seems like they knew that. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like I I never read anything or or heard anything (laughs) that was like, and you know, Ringo just kept trying to. Cram this octopus. But, but shit you wouldn't down tell that
0: story. You wouldn't tell that story because, like, right. You know, like, why? Right. Like, you, you, you <laughs> want to save your friend. <laughs> right. Like, you wouldn't tell that story about your bandmate. <laughs> like, but it's fun to think about. Like, they must have tried, right? Like, because George wrote a lot of Beatles songs, or at least, like, because he wrote While My Guitar Gently Weeps, like, he wrote the lyrics. And then he wrote Here Comes the Sun, also, right? Like, he wrote those lyrics. Yeah. Um, So, you know, they, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just can't, like, and, but Ringo wrote, like, Yellow Submarine, or, or not Yellow Submarine, uh, um, octopus's garden he wrote octopus's yeah. garden famously which is kind of just yeah. like a kid's song
1: <laughs> right what was that one clip from the from family guy where they're like we're gonna put it right on the fridge right where everyone can see it <laughs> they take a magnet on the, on the fridge of the yeah. recording studio
0: it's just you know i mean it's still a great song though as simple as it is and you know it doesn't become a great song without the contributions of the other guys really but yeah um and and Ringo is an incredible artist and again like we have them up here when we talk about them you know like they're way the fuck up there above so many other artists even if it's just like we make fun of Ringo for writing uh Octopus's Garden but um They're still good. I mean, they're still good. It's just funny. Like, I just can't imagine what it must have been like if there was ever an anxiety for Paul or or John to be like.
1: At some point. How do we. It'd be funny to see how that evolves. (laughs) Dude, by this, it's like, this is like my favorite emotional part of the Beatles or maturity. Because they took that big long break, go and they, you know, they go to India and they get all influenced and they do fucking LSD and and they smoke weed every day and stuff like that. George and that's all great. And then that kind of gets forever. old too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's when For he sure. changes forever. And then,
1: uh, yeah, and they also don't like they don't tour after that. Like they had all those crazy fucking experiences and it became like a controversial thing for them to tour. Mm-hmm. So then they'd be a studio album and they record five albums in four years. And it's so different than uh, obviously all the stuff they, they started out as, but it was like very, it's interesting to hear that, you know, we talk about how talented they were apart, but the thing was that they were, such a group and they make such great songs as a group and then they make songs that they just have to like throw at the end of an album (laughs) to fill out the album
0: yeah you gotta have a full album
1: yeah but it's i never ever thought about the beatles in that way like my little kid idealistic (laughs) view of the Beatles is like every song so important, but right. that was the thing that like fans did fans right. put all the importance on every single song. Yes. And by the end of it, it was like, yeah, we have these four that are fucking tight as fuck. Right. And then we have four that we need to do because we need a title for the album. And like, I don't know what else they told us 10 songs and we have four, right. you know, and they could still do it and it could still sound awesome and like Beatles caliber, but a lot of it was just filler. Like, and they talk very freely yeah. about how like, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, this, this, and that was all not, I wrote it looking out a window because I couldn't, you know, like right, nowhere, right. man. Uh, John, you know, didn't have anything to write that day. He couldn't finish another song. So right. he was pouting up in his room and he wrote nowhere, man. And then that's the song.
0: Yeah. You know? And a lot of it is gibberish. And it's
1: so crazy.
0: A lot of it is gibberish yeah. too. And then like, they were
1: talking yeah. about how, in uh once we get into this magical mystery tour, all that stuff with like the I am the walrus and shit like that. Yeah, it's like people and fans started putting such an importance <laughs> on their music and analyzing it so much that they left all this goofy shit in to fuck with people.
0: <laughs> right. It was well, they like, were also we're, like we're, uh, tripping on drugs, like while they were de- writing this. Yeah, song.
1: but yeah, and I'm sure that that influenced the Decision to want to fuck with people who were looking too hard into their like imagine if we were doing dynamic banter shit, and we were like, way, way more popular, like world renowned. And people heard like, um, when we talked about the spinning lady. Yeah, and they were like, well, you know who the spinning lady really is. It's Hillary Clinton. You know that. Right. And then like analyzing it to the point where like shit isn't there and then doing that for everything you say.
0: Yeah. Like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is about LSD because Lucy and Sky and Diamonds are, you know, and it's and it's like, no, I think I think Julian drew a picture with like a star in the sky and then Paul was like, oh, that's cute. And then wrote Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds.
1: Yeah, but people I think needed it to be about drugs right. so much,
0: <laughs> right? That but they, they, but they put that on. But dude, like, imagine how shocking it must have been to see them go from like, you know, the the mod like eighty or uh, UK. Uh, you know, look with the thin pants, the tight pants and the haircut, like to Sergeant Pepper with like fucking marching band outfits and like crazy mustaches and t- tiny glasses and like, yeah, you know, it, it must've been a-, a shock to a lot of people who fell in love with them for being like those next door boy, the-, the boys next door that that you went to school with that were handsome and could play the guitar and shit. And then suddenly they're like, oh, well, these guys blew up and they and then they got like drugged out and then they like, you know, decided to really jump into the psychedelic world and really make their image look psychedelic and follow a psychedelic kind of like, th- you know, through line, I guess. And then a lot of their mm-hmm. work reflected that, like with Yellow Submarine and the the movie and then with Magical Mystery Tour movie in 1967 and then like, you know, all the other trippy shit they did. They did so much trippy shit. So they really leaned into the psychedelic thing and like, you know, it made their music is fantastic still. So oh, it's yeah. like if you There's were a fan a of lot the Beatles, of good yeah, you weren't let down there. But I'm certain mm-hmm. that there were people that were like, Oh man, they're gonna lean into psychedelics. I'm not on board for that. But the music's still yeah. good,
1: oh you know. Well, they talk a lot about how they, people wanted to keep them like that forever. And they thought that they had their like youth robbed from them, which is, it's fair and unfair because maybe you're caught in arrested development and stuff like that. People just want to keep you the same for five or six years because that's how you were presented to them. And also like, you're making all this money and you get to like do all this, this shit, you know? And then by the time they took that break, they just wanted to like be grown ups, And then everything after that was kind of in, um, I guess not full rebellion, but it was like being a teenager. It's like you fucking, you go to school and you dress a certain way. Maybe somebody else dresses you and then you go to either, you know, high school or maybe college, you experiment with drugs and yeah. stuff like that. Just, you know, attempting to like find out who you are. And yeah. these four guys have just been the Beatles forever. Right. Marketed together the way that everybody wants them to be. And they wanted to like start to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And then they did that until they grew apart. Right. And that, that's super interesting. It's just fun to see them, you know, it's, they said something about it in the time article about musically. They had, you know, they, we're into this process in the studio where they would add strings to stuff it like as much as possible, but at the root of it, it was still um, like four good songwriters writing a good song. If you strip everything down, you know? Right. And like, they're kind of that as people too. And it's like, they still do all like the witty fun, like they're still them. Yeah. But because they're kind of rebelling against what they were, they, you know, fucking weird mustache right weird neon green suit right. and like weird magical mystery tour bus and putting all this shit on top of like who you are as a person
0: dude and the magical mystery tour like movie if i could talk about it really quickly please
1: talk about dude that's like what i'm trying to lead up to please dude, talk about that movie
0: it's just i mean it was the it, so i had i'd never seen it i'd seen the other ones and i still haven't seen yellow submarine actually
1: yeah we gotta I'm, see that which we have I to haven't see either
0: um, but, uh, so Magical Mystery Tour is 1967 when they're right in the smack dab in the psychedelic shit, pretty much. And that's where, if you've ever seen them perform, uh, I am the walrus in like weird like animal outfits. (laughs) Like it's, it's actually considered like the only music video for I am the walrus because they never
1: really did anything. What if they were on the Ed (laughs) Sullivan show in 62 or three or whatever it was and they finished their last chord. They were like in a couple years, I'm going to dress up like a fucking walrus. And it's
0: going (laughs) to blow your mind. You simpletons. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to dress like a muppet on fucking tv (laughs) dude but like during so during that time paul was like doing home movies and uh he had like a little home like an eight millimeter camera or whatever and would make a lot of home movies and then there was also this thing called further by this guy named ken kessie and it was with this group called the merry pranksters and it was like a UK thing. And they were doing this like further was like a, a, a collection of stories based on the Mary pranksters going on like a tour or like a road trip and doing all this like drug shit, essentially like um, mm-hmm. d- dropping acid and then doing like just fucking free love and drugs and all that shit on a fucking road trip. So um, Paul McCartney Loved that, I guess. Um, and and <laughs> there were these coach trips from Liverpool uh, that you could take to see these things called the Blackpool Lights, which is something that I don't know what that is. It's in mm-hmm. it's in uh, Liverpool, and it's something you can see. And so that was a popular thing at the time. So Paul McCartney was like, "What if we made a movie about a two a coach trip, like a bus tour?" And it's like home movies of the of us playing weird characters. And everyone's like, fuck yeah, we're high, motherfucker! <laughs> Let's fucking do it! <laughs> and then everybody who had money and power was like, they're popular, I guess we should do it. So they made this fucking movie that was essentially not scripted, not planned, not produced. They just like got a crew together and and yeah. was like, let's all get into a bus and improvise
1: a movie. <laughs> they thought they were gonna, they thought they were gonna film it in three weeks and edit it in one week. Yeah. And then have it done. Yeah. Which and is so- the highest thought I've ever heard <laughs> 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 It
0: is the highest thought. And it comes from people who don't make movies and have never made a movie. And I think that by this point they had made help, right?
1: yeah that was still like a legit film that someone else did they were just in that right they you know but they said wrote they, wrote they hated script. it right yeah, right yeah. <laughs>
0: um but but everybody loved it because it was them playing like larger than life versions of themselves and like being charming and wacky and amazing and it made them look really good and then here comes the magical mystery tour movie <laughs> which ended up being a TV movie. It was like a TV movie event during Christmas yeah. <laughs> uh, or during Boxing Christmas. Day. Yeah, yeah. It aired it originally aired on BBC1 in black and white on December 26th in 1967. And so mm. it was essentially them just like driving around in a bus, a real bus, and um they had a camera crew, they had like two cameramen in the bus and then they had all of these actors, and then it was the Beatles, and they just all played different characters on the bus, and they just improvised scenes. Literally just, like, it opens with Ringo sitting next to this large older woman, and he's like, ooh, I guess you're my aunt. And she's like, okay, I'm your aunt! And they're just, like, making shit (laughs) up. Like, in the moment. Bad improv. Dude, it's so (laughs) bad. It's so So Um, fuck. It's it's
1: me and you are family. (laughs) We're sitting on a bus. I mean, it's just. Yes,
0: it's it's kind of like in the vein of this Ken Kessie's further thing with the Merry Pranksters, because it's very like fuck everything and fuck rules and fuck the government and fuck proper shit. Because in the UK, when you made like European UK things, you'll see a, a trend in like like um a lot of British comedy is centered in being unproper and being like weird, being doffed, uh-huh. because it's like un you know, sophisticated. It's un, it's unclean and clean cut. And so a lot of the Beatles humor is based in like, well fuck that. We're wacky, you know, and like we're gonna <laughs> do whatever we want. So the movie is largely based in the idea Pretty of kid. that. <laughs> you know, it's like very fuck rules, fuck everything. And it's psychedelic and drug fueled. And so there's all these scenes that are just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's like (laughs) people running and then there's like a like in outfits and then there's like horse noises out of nowhere. And then there's just like it's like it's awful. It's awful. And then, yeah. and then they, they play these wizards, all the Beatles and they're all wizards. And they're like, we're wizards and we're in control of everything. <laughs> and then it cuts back to the bus and it's like, they're being controlled by the wizards. I don't know. There's no fucking through line. It's bonkers. It's, it's really bad. And the world saw that and was like, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: unanimously
0: dude unanimously like it was so bad that it was meant to air in the u.s like a couple of days after the 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 european release and it didn't air (laughs) and by the way it wasn't seen officially in the u.s until 1974 dude so imagine being a Beatles fan and from, and knowing they made a movie that everyone fucking hated, that is bonkers psychedelic Beatles shit. And you're like, you don't get to see it until 1974. Right.
1: There's no internet. So you can't see it. No, you just hear. And all the British people are like, trust me,
0: you don't (laughs) don't want it.
1: (laughs) You don't want it. Nobody wanted
0: it. Dude. And famously, like they, they, um, there's so many stories surrounding the, like, reception of I it. Mean, because it was, like, the first thing the Beatles had made ever that was poorly received. Oh, like, yeah. like, think about that. It's the first thing they made that people, most people were like, oh, no, that's bad.
1: And they had already, like, they reached the pinnacle of, like, the whole yeah. world loves them. They're, yes. fam- they're made forever. They could do no wrong. And now they're like, okay, you now we wanna do now we wanna take the reins. Here we right. go. And this is right. like after Brian Epp's theme had passed away and right. And so their manager, they had like a really, really good manager.
0: Yeah. It, and, you can uh, see that because their career is yeah. mostly success. It's mostly like this. But every yes. once in a while, there are things that happened that the world were like not, either not ready for, or it was just a bad idea, and and afterwards, Paul <laughs> McCartney, like at first they were like. They didn't know who to blame for 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 like how bad
1: it was. I mean, it was. Paul's fault. Paul said, "Get the bus. <laughs> the bus is too small. No bathroom on the bus." But like Paul's no one, fault. no one wanted to throw anyone under
0: the bus. And but then eventually, um, most of the band members said that it was Paul's idea. <laughs> but but Paul said, like back in the day, listen to this quote. It's so funny. I'm I'm not sure whose idea Magical Mystery Tour was it could have been mine but I'm not sure whether I want to take the blame for it we're all (laughs) we were all agreed on it but a lot of the material at the time could have been my idea
1: I don't know maybe no
0: but it was his fucking idea like oh yeah (laughs)
1: Like, we've got to keep it going. What will I do if they don't scream my name?
0: It was his fucking idea, and he was like,
1: It could have been. I don't know. But, um, dude, I like that the idea of George sitting there, like, I said, No more tours, no more tours. <laughs> and Paul's like, It's not a tour, tour. Yeah. it's a magical, it's a magical tool. To <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Paul just really, I don't know. Paul's just. Ambitious and energetic, and he's lively. He was trying to like
1: keep the parents together yes, for the totally. you know, For the he sake was of the, the
0: cheerleader for the whole thing, yeah. If yeah, it was up to Paul, he would be the leader, and everyone would have still been in the band, and it would have gone on and on and on and on and on. And on. But you know, right? um Let's do some ads really quick. We're at the forty-minute mark, and then yeah. um now that we're through Magical Mystery Tour. Um, there's one thing I want to talk about um, which was I think it happened before Magical Mystery Tour but there was and this is the tease there was almost a Beatles Lord of the Rings movie <laughs> <laughs> like no shit this is real so we'll talk about that when we come back from the ads <laughs> okay All right, where's my music? Where's my goddamn music?
1: I want my music. I want it royalty free.
0: I want it to sound nice. I don't want it to be loud. (laughs) No thanks. I don't want fucking YouTube TV. Motherfucker, stop asking me if I want. Who wants YouTube TV?
1: It's like sexy aquarium music. (laughs) <laughs> the Here at the place. <laughs> Here at sex Personica.
0: aquarium, you can swim with fishes in the nude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, honestly Have you ever wanted to make love to a fish? <laughs> 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 hey guys, let's talk about Squarespace real quick we love Squarespace. We've talked about them for quite some time. They've been a proud sponsor of the Dynamic Banter program for I don't know as far back as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't I can remember pretty far back actually. If you think about that, if you I have think a great about memory. it, thank you. Um, what was that?
1: Um, The more I think about, the more I I remember.
0: We're going to talk about really quickly how when you use Squarespace, we'll give you 10% off your purchase of a website or domain at squarespace.com slash banter, where you'll also get a free trial. But what is it? Well, it's just the easiest place you can go to set up a website. You want to sell some stuff. You want to show off some stuff. You want to, uh, you know, I don't know. You want to do anything you could do with a website. Any website you've ever been to. If you've ever thought I could do something like that or I want to do something like that with my stuff. Squarespace is the place, my yeah, friend. Yeah, man.
1: Maybe you make something. That you want to be in full control of that thing. You could yes. put it on Instagram. You could put it on Facebook. But at the end of the day, those are other people's websites. You want your own website that you have full control over.
0: That's correct Mike and Mike sp- <laughs> <laughs> and Mike speaks from experience because he has a Squarespace website don't you Mike
1: yes that is 100% true. Thank you Steve. I love it I've always had it I'm not obviously I don't know coding or nothing and I've always been able to do everything that I've wanted to do and it's there and it's it's sturdy and uh even when i've had problems with it in the past which i can't remember the last time i had a problem with it but um (laughs) they you know they're and thank you but they are always there to answer any of your questions get they get right back to you and it's uh just the super simple thing means
0: that's right with their 24 7 award-winning customer support just in case you ever have any issues so if you're on the fence about checking out the possibility of starting a website why don't you check out squarespace.com slash banter. Just check it out. See what you like. If you like what you see and you see what you like, then you can use the code banter at checkout and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And, oh, when you go to squarespace.com banter, you get a free trial of Squarespace with uh, the help of your, your boys at Dynamic Banter. So um, check it out. Don't take our word for it or Mike Falzone's word for it. Go check it out. Squarespace.com slash banter, promo code banter. Save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thank you, Squarespace.
1: Thank you, Squarespace. Mm -hmm. Take your own word for it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Tushy. (laughs) Tushy is one of our new sponsors that I am so happy about. I'm so happy to. (laughs) I've always been such a a cheerleader for B-Day's and for the for what i call the the future of toilet technology now bidets right now guys if you're like man what would toilets be like 20 years from now well they're like bidets and tushy go to steve's house (laughs) (laughs) check out my place yeah come to my house and try it out or mike's place mike you got a tushy also yeah, um, man.
1: And I you're the first friend I could remember to ever have a bidet. Yeah. And then my um, brother in law was really into it. And I was yeah. like, I got to try. I got to try it. And then I i would never go back. I would never, ever go back.
0: Well, I heard someone say like I had always been fascinated because, you know, in a lot of European countries and eastern countries, their toilets are just default days and some hmm. of them are like the old style ones that look like drinking fountains <laughs> and then yes. some of them are like they're just low like an apple product like they're just absolutely mind blowing technology on a toilet and there was yeah. this there was this thing that i saw i've talked about this before with conan o'brien and like his producer or something and he's like this is my this is my way of of saying why bidets are superior if you ever wipe and you get a little mistake on your hand, <laughs> just a little mistake, would you be satisfied with just wiping toilet paper on your hand to, to get, get it off? that off? Yeah. And would that be enough? Because that's what currently you do with a toilet and toilet paper.
1: Just instead of your hands, it's behole
0: It's your precious, precious... Entry, exit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, you know, I I would not leave that restroom until at least water was put on that mistake on my hand. And that's what days do. They spray water right where you need it in a way that is slightly shocking, but always refreshing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's perfect. And I'll tell you perfect this, way to out.
0: it's a new rear, new you in 2021 so don't just make a commitment to wash your hands every time you poop why don't you go the extra mile and wash your dirty butt
1: wash your dirty butt every time you come in from outside
0: why don't you wash your dirty butt every time and guys, with the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 Modern Bidet attachment, it's uh, <laughs> it's leveling the playing field, okay? It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and affordable. And that's the most important part. It's affordable is the most important part. But installing it is so easy. I saw an, uh, a post today. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's water straight from Steve's bidet to show you on camera.
0: That's how fresh it is. I'll drink it. Um, But uh, someone posted that bidets, um, uh, the reason why people don't buy bidets is because they're concerned with how, oh my, it's the Sean's chin, Sammy's nose (laughs) song. I can't, (laughs) Um, that they think it's too hard to install a bidet. And, that, and it turns them away from it. They're like, I can't imagine installing anything on my toilet. I get, my brain just turns off. I don't want it. But that's actually untrue. It's actually very easy to install them. As easy as, like, screwing some things in with your hand and unscrewing an existing pipe in your wall and just screwing it into the new thing.
1: Like Dude, easy. if you uh, made a Sega Genesis work... Yes. <laughs> you can make yeah. a bidet yes, work. Yes,
0: exactly. If you've built a Lego set, <laughs> you can... Y- if you've built the simplest Lego set, you can if put you've them a You turned a
1: bag of loose Legos into a race car. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, and also, Hello Tushy 3.0 doesn't just cleanse your butt with a precise stream of fresh water, it cleans itself before and after it's used with the Smart Spray automatic self cleaning nozzle. And it attaches to your existing toilet, and it requires no electricity, no additional plumbing, and it cuts toilet paper use, guys. Get ready. By 80%.
1: Now you're saving the planet.
0: Goodbye, toilet paper. Hello, Tushy. You know what I mean, guys? So, guys, go to hellotushy.com slash banter to get 10% off plus free shipping. That's tushy.com. Dot com slash banter. Get 10% off plus free shipping. Give it a shot, guys. You're, you're living in the past. If you're not. If you don't have Let a it business.
1: give you a shot.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Hello, Tishy. All right. Last but not least, let's talk about feels. Mike?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: Feels? Let's talk about <laughs> feels. Let me tell you what feels is. Feels is a better way to feel better. It's premium cbd that keeps your head clear and helps you feel your best cbd has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety pain and sleeplessness and that and i've tried i mean i've smoked cbd or had cbd tinctures or like drops and these are this is basically a tincture it's a drop that you put on your tongue or something Um, under under your tongue but yes um And I love it. I think it's great. It's kind of like, I mean, I don't know what it's kind of like, but if it, if there's anything on this planet, that's like natural, that can help me combat anxiety and pain and sleeplessness makes me feel a little sleepy, then I'm in. And that's what this, I
1: almost feel like it's like a, it's almost like a, um, like a pain reliever and a um like like a melatonin all in one yeah yeah but it doesn't like you know obviously it's just cbd so there's no like high there's no psychoactive effects it just kind of like this it just kind of mellows you out and it makes you feel like calming and uh i've had a lot of trouble um sleeping recently a lot of construction going on to my immediate right but um I've taken it uh, over the past couple weeks to, you know, either just relax on the weekend or uh, get a little more sleep during the week. So I wake up more refreshed and it's worked for both of those things. There was one night where me and Steve were playing games and I had a crazy migraine and I uh, took a little bit of it and it, you know, made me relax and unclench my, my jaw and stuff like that. And it was, uh, it's just very nice. It's a nice thing to have.
0: Yeah. And it, and like, I can attest that that's, totally how I use it also and you can use it for a lot of different things and you know I always have it kind of around in my medicine cabinet as kind of an alternative to taking like an aspirin or something mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. aspirin they say can kind of maybe do some not so good things um and you know CBD is kind of like a newer thing you might not have heard a lot about it um so uh, feels actually offers a free hotline that you can call and they'll explain to you like everything and, and walk you through the process and everything. And there's a way, and basically what it is is it's a, it's premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. So it's like you get it in your mailbox um Mm. and there's a you can have a membership program where you're like okay let me try this let me see if this works out for me let me see if it does anything for me i don't know anything about cbd i've never tried it before so they have a hassle-free membership program that is guaranteed to help you feel your best month after month or your money back it's that that's nice so like so there's try no it. Risk,
1: man. Right. And also, if you're not the type of person who wants to talk to someone and you want to just read up on stuff about yourself, you can go on the back of the packaging. A lot of the time, it'll have a QR code, and you just do it on your phone real quick, and it gives you like the whole lab report. It tells you mm-hmm. exactly, you know, what's putting what you're putting in your body, and uh, they're super transparent about that. And they, right. um, you know, it's kind of a pull no punches thing. They just want you to be aware that there's a thing out there. That is the alternative to mm-hmm. a lot of other things that may not be so great for you that could help you in a similar way.
0: It's just it's just, you know, feels is a, it's a nat- natural, healthy <laughs> way to feel better, guys. OK, that's, that's that. Yeah. So you can, and you can join the feels community to get feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. And it works naturally to help you feel better, guys. So there's no high. So, like, that might be a common misconception with CBD that you get high. There is no high. You don't feel high at all if you've ever felt or don't know what that feels like. You will not feel that way. There's no hangover. You don't get hungover from it or anything like that. And you can't get addicted to it either. So give it a shot. Check it out. You know where you go? I'll tell you where you go. You go to feels.com banter. That's right. F-E-A-L-S dot com slash banter. And you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. I like how the music is like, this is a royalty free audio clip. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. So why don't you go become a member today at feels.com slash banter. You get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Come on, give it a shot. Feels.com slash banter. Thank you, Feels.
1: Great, great job, Steve. Thank All you, right. sponsors.
0: So I, I teased quickly before we left that the Beatles were going to be involved in at some point in the mid-60s in a Lord of the Rings movie. Like they were, so, and, and by the way, that's not even the most juicy part of it. The juiciest <laughs> part is Stanley Kubrick was attached to direct it. And it was going to feature original songs by the Beatles written about, like, you know, Lord of the Rings shit.
1: (laughs) So, like, wow, he's going to get the ring. He's (laughs) going to get the ring. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Dude, I wonder if that would have, like, completely destroyed their career because like they did weird shit but they bounced back (laughs) and they were like okay we're still awesome watch this you know yeah but that is like that's hard to be like okay now take us seriously again (laughs) please so i guess in
0: 1963 they they signed a contract for a three movie deal by united Mm. artists production company but due to their breakup they only made two Something, you know, obviously they weren't going to be able to make a third movie if they were broken up. So they made A Hard mm-hmm. Day's Night and then they and which was great and everybody loved it. It was a huge success and it was listed by Time Magazine as one of the 100 greatest movies of all time. That's fine. It's also on Criterion, which is very good. And then they made Help, uh, which was which like, was also a movie, which is also a movie and it's also weird And it's like kind of a James Bond Ringo needs to find (laughs) a ring kind of thing. And it's kind um, of like
1: Austin Powers without any of the jokes (laughs) or a sexual innuendo or anything like that.
0: So the the Lord of the Rings came out in 1952. Okay, so Lord of the Rings was like a huge fucking thing to kids in the 50s and the 60s. And so, um, and it had a huge cult following, right? Like even Zeppelin wrote songs about Lord of the Rings. Like Lord of the Rings has just inspired so much shit since the fifties. So the Beatles were like teenagers and were super influenced by it. Right. Like, uh, Mm. so they were like, so I don't know whose idea it was, but they loved it because Lord of the Rings was a huge deal back then. And so Paul McCartney was going to be Frodo. Ringo was going to be Sam, which is perfect. George Uh, um, Harrison was going to be Gandalf the wizard. (laughs) Oh, my God. And guess who John was going to (laughs) be?
1: The guy all little. Oh, no, that's that's Harry Potter.
0: No, no, you're close. It's a voice like that.
1: That guy, whoever, Alan, whoever, the one that's like.
0: My precious. Oh, Gollum. <laughs> Gollum,
1: dude.
0: John oh, that's Lennon funny. was going to be Gollum.
1: That's funny. <laughs> I to um, watch that.
0: So apparently, they were like, let's get Stanley Kubrick because he's the mm-hmm. guy to get. He had made Spartacus, Lolita, Doctor Love And they were like, he's the guy. He's making a bunch of hit movies right now. Let's do it. And Kubrick was like, huh, I don't want to make a Lord of the Rings movie. (laughs) I like it, but I don't want to make that movie in the 50s because that's not going to work. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm not in. So he was out and instead, dude, made 2001 A Space Odyssey, one of the most groundbreaking What a great
1: professional choice. (laughs) Yeah. It established
0: everyone. him as one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Um, Smart. So, anyway, after that, they were like, I guess so. Should we try to find another director?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, how do I become Frodo? <laughs> so, and then they were what if like, We got a van.
0: <laughs> what if we drove in a van to put the ring in the fire at the end?
1: I like Paul just shows up like he's sweaty and he's like dishevelled <laughs> like he hasn't like slept in days, his hair's all fucked up. Yeah and he has like a pencil and the script and he's like, okay, I think I, we can still do the race. Like, a couple thing.
0: <laughs> I've cracked it, lads. <laughs> I've cracked it. <laughs> so here was the big problem though. I you know, they need tolkien's like permission to do that (laughs) like you can't just make a lord of the rings movie without the author's permission so the beatles themselves asked jrr fucking tolkien if they could make a beatles lord of the rings movie and they would write all the music and there'd be all these beatles songs associated with lord of the rings And it would be probably a huge hit, according to them.
1: Want to hold your ring?
0: And Tolkien was like, absolutely not. (laughs) 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 Refused with zero negotiation.
1: So like, dude, what a fucking badass! That you have the greatest. Imagine if like One Direction, eight years ago, came and was like, "We want to do, you know, whatever."
0: Yeah, we want to do three. We want to do the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> oh
1: my god,
0: yeah, it's just, or like someone would just imagine, be like, nah. imagine if the backstreet boys went to George R.R. Martin and was like, We want to make a Game of
1: Thrones movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you guys. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no um, that's actually not okay. You're gonna need to get the fuck out of my office.
0: So, um, apparently, and apparently, Tolkien didn't like um, bands <laughs> or something because <laughs> he lived really close to a, a band that would practice all the time. And he hated it. Um,
1: Beatles, but, huh? Um, you guys have drums? <laughs> get the fuck out of my house. Is there,
0: is there drums in this whole scenario?
1: <laughs> Leave us alone. You do the guitars that plug in. Get out of my home.
0: <laughs> so anyway, that was it. That's the whole story. So no director. That's Tolkien great. I didn't no. know any
1: of that. Steve.
0: Yeah. Isn't that great, dude? Um, That's terrific. But, but you're so right, dude. Like, if that movie had been made, it might have <laughs> been like. It, they might. They would have been like a laughing stock, probably. Yeah. Like people would have made fun of them and been like, there's no way we're, you're like we're gonna laugh at you now
1: <laughs> they made themselves like bigger than everything like they got more popular than everything yeah so to then like do drugs and to tie yourself to an already established thing right is like a huge step back and then doing a bad job at that probably yeah would have been just like <laughs> i don't think there would have been like a beatles anthology you know, in the nineties or I
0: mean, I guess it would would still
1: be talking about them.
0: It would be like the magical mystery tour movie on a grander scale. Right. Like it would be like, I think most people would probably forget about it because they're just so good. But dude, imagine like Lord of the Rings, Beatles songs. Like what the
1: fuck? Like, you what know, what it, it kind been? of reminds me of like, um, and tell me if I'm wrong. Cause I really, I'm outside my whatever on this, but it kind of seems like when you randomly talk about the star Wars Christmas yeah. special, <laughs> yeah. I get the same kind of feeling. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> why do you, you know, you're your own thing. You don't have to do that.
0: <laughs> you don't have to do a Christmas special.
1: <laughs> right. Like, and why dude. would Christmas want to be associated with you? <laughs> <laughs> dude, and I, <laughs> and
0: actually, it's, <laughs> right like 100 the the magical mystery tour is the beatles star wars christmas special like 100 <laughs> yes. because the star wars christmas right. special is just like absolutely bonkers you don't want to be associated with that it's so bad yeah so it's like so yeah
1: i was just gonna say so it's really interesting that They conquered the world. They wanted a break from working constantly. They got that break. They discovered drugs and facial hair. And (laughs) they became kind of like, I love that they're still like homies at this time. But they definitely want to become more than what they were. And then they made whatever they wanted to make. And then the world checked them. Right. They were like, you're (laughs) not, you don't do that. You do you're not a very un- similar yeah. you're good musicians. So get yeah. the fuck out of our faces and go make music. Right. So then they went into the studio and they made the fucking they made what would become, you know, Sergeant Pepper's, which Rolling Stone talked about, still talks about being the greatest album of all time. Right. You know, even though even that has filler songs in it. They just happen to be genius. Right. And then they made, you know, the White Album and Abbey Road and Let It Be. I also found this at the fucking store. This was the single for "Get Back." Oh
0: fuck yeah!
1: Um, with uh, Billy Preston, and then Hell "Don't yeah. Let Me Down" on the other side. Didn't I just found um, this yesterday?
0: Phil Spector produced that.
1: I think uh, yes, I think so. And I then think he did. they went back and they undid all his yeah, work. Yeah, they did. A... Also, uh, Phil Spector dead as fuck.
0: Yeah, good rinse. Um,
1: yeah, murdering bastard. So, but that's kind of it. It's kind of like you see them the height of fame, then they do whatever they want. And then people are like, go fucking be musicians. Yeah. And then they go and they be great musicians, but they kind of fell out of love with being Beatles and, you know, fell out of love with each other in certain, certain Which is
0: totally normal. And we, and it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, shit happens. All of your favorite yeah. bands had some kind of hiccup in their history. And whether it ended that way or not, it's kind of it's pretty normal for that to happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just the coolest story of four people. It reminds me a lot of the Lord of the
0: Rings. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it really is like thank you for
1: for letting us talk about this for three episodes. We love the Beatles very much. Every time I I stop thinking about them for a while and then go back and become obsessed with like a story about how one of the songs was recorded or right. You know, some, something weird. I go down a rabbit hole and I fall in love with them all over again. So it was really nice to be nerdy for three episodes.
0: Yeah, It was fun. And also like, um, you know, the, so we talked about the, what was it? What's the Beatles documentary that Uh, eight days a week, eight days a week is on Hulu. That's the documentary Mike was talking about mostly during this. And yeah. then there's George Harrison's Living in a Material World, which is a really, really good George Harrison-centric Beatles documentary directed by Martin Scorsese. But there's uh the um then there's the Peter Jackson one that's coming out. So there's like so much more stuff to kind of like dig into also. Like we didn't really yeah. talk about like the how the breakup sucked and what what that was like and what happened and all those things, but you know, I mean, like, whatever. All that shit's out there, and that's not what we really want to talk yeah. about, I guess. And, and,
1: and dude, uh, if you could somehow – I don't know what kind of archive they have, but the article I I read last night was from September 20th, 1968, and uh, Arthur Ashe is on the cover. And it was just so, like – I kind of expected to read it and not really identify with it because yeah. it was from a different – It was from a different Time. time. <laughs> but uh i read it and it was so like well written and about such specific shit and i just loved it so much and i would definitely recommend going yeah. to read that
0: and also uh, um, like yeah. um even though we've been going for quite some time we're like way past the hour mark of the show Are we? we, ha- we haven't done any beatles history roads and if this is the last one then we got to get through a bunch of beatles history roads right Yeah, yeah. So I say, let's do like some history. Let's do some Beatles history roads. And then maybe we'll do, maybe we'll just do them. Like we should do them next week too, even if we don't talk about the Beatles, right? Because there's so many Beatles history roads.
1: I have an idea. I have an idea. Uh, I'll talk to you afterwards. But we definitely should get to them because people take the time to, you know, nerd out with us about this, this stuff.
0: All right, let's do it!
1: That's what the bus sounded like a Magical Mystery. If you drove behind the bus, it's <laughs> like... aziz in the driver <laughs> <laughs> paul trying to figure out how to play that thing <laughs> 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 fuck maybe that's
0: it turn it up or go to turn it let me turn let me turn the echo down
1: Okay, now let me turn it up as high as I can possibly go.
0: <laughs>
1: and that became Strawberry Fields.
0: Aiden H. Richards sends in this Beatles History Road saying, Hi, Mike and Steve. It's a hist-abbey road. Good day. My name is Aiden, like the name Steve uses for misbehaving children. Though no, I am not the Aiden whose history road you read about that fact. I did write one about it you didn't read, and it was funnier than the one you did read. Well, right. Mike, anyway, when I was ten hey Mike, anyway when I was uh, ten <laughs> Anyway, when I was ten, I was super into the Beatles and living in Saskatchewan. I was needless to say over the moon when I found out Paul McCartney was playing in Regina. Rhymes with you know what, Mike. Regina, I guess, is what it's called. then. Mm. Just a two-hour drive away. My mom got us tickets, and we drove there so incredibly excited. It was awesome, Mike. Why do you keep saying Mike?
1: I don't know. There's two of us on this show.
0: It's awesome, Mike. Mike's not even reading this.
1: Also, why do you keep? Why does my name need to appear that many times in the letter?
0: Now, it's important to note my younger brother is not the biggest Beatles fan, but he did still to this day kicks himself over the fact he fell asleep and missed the whole thing. Mike,
1: no way does he keep saying Mike like that. certainly
0: does. <laughs> it actually does.
1: <laughs> Don't like it.
0: Hours of Paul cracking jokes, telling stories, and playing the best of the Beatles. And Wings, and the Fool slept through it all. What the fuck? Like, at the
1: concert? Wow. Wow. Little kid shit.
0: All that to say, Mike, it was a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, Mike. I love the Beatles. I love this show. Thanks, boys. Hi, Mike. And here's a link to a talk show I filmed with my friends in the middle of a street here in Saskatoon. Bye, Mike.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for making it very clear. Thanks for making it Thank you
0: for being weird and making it weird. You made it weird. No, it was I enjoyed great. it, though. Sorry I about your brother's
1: missed memories, dog.
0: <laughs> Sounds like an idiot. Sounds like your brother's an idiot. Ben A. Dare <laughs> says, uh, is this not a Beatles history road? It's not, but I'll still read it. I figured out I'm a comedian and would like to thank you for helping me along the way, Mike. <laughs> 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 hey, Mike and Steve. Two honks to my horn boy. <laughs>
1: Chow, chow, chow,
0: I'm a 26-year-old boy currently living in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I've been going through a lot recently, as I'm sure a lot of people are, but I've been through the worst of it, and I'm getting better every day. Okay. I'm glad. You guys have always been a source of joy in my life, and I can't thank you enough for all you guys, too. If you want, I would be honored to come on the podcast and talk about my struggles, as I think that a lot of our community could find some comfort in what I have discovered. Also, if you want, we can have some laughs too, about going to Liverpool as a tourist, sweaty, basement, mini-golf, and a note telling you guys to go fuck yourselves. If we do speak, it will probably have to be over Skype or Zoom and audio only because all the cameras I have right now are absolute dog shit. Hope to hear from you, Ben from Ottawa. And then he posted a photo of he and you together.
1: My name is Ben. I have a thousand broken cameras. I'm surrounded (laughs) by broken cameras.
0: Thank you, Ben. Kevin Van Leader says, started listening to the Beatles. Oh, Hello, wow. Mike and Steve. My name is Kevin Van Leerop. try again, and I'm a Belgian-born boy. I'm a student in industrial engineering agriculture at the University of Ghent, and I'm currently having finals. Since last year, I started listening to Dynamic Banter whenever I was talking, taking a study break, which currently brings me on episode 161. Maybe some punctuation in there. But because you guys are in your Beatles phase right now. I decided to listen to their music in chronological order instead.
1: Wow. That's nice.
0: While I'm typing this out, I'm listening to album number, the amount of Beatles. What? Oh, album number four. I've come to the conclusion that their songs, thanks for the puzzle. I've come (laughs) to the conclusion that their songs aren't played very often on the Belgian radio because I've only recognized like three songs, even though half of their songs sound exactly the same, and they can't stop rhyming two to you. I truly love their music, so thank you for giving me a reason to check them out. Love you guys, please never stop doing what you do, and maybe one day I'll build up the courage to introduce your podcast to my girlfriend. I'll stop writing now because I have to go back to learning what a cow shits out exactly. Humble brag. I apologize if this is still too long for you, Steve. Have a great rest of your day. You didn't have to add that Dude, last part.
1: I wanted him to get to Magical Mystery Tour and be like, okay, now what the fuck is this? <laughs> what happened with Rhyming 2 for you? Dude, I totally forgot that we've got a
0: bunch of history road, Beatles History Roads themes. Sorry. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> like we got a total
0: we've got a bunch of Beatles history roads. No, <laughs> what people are we, doing? we we asked people to make Beatles history road like so, all right, all right. So we this can't be the last time we do the Beatles history road. We'll do the Beatles history That's road we're- until we're done with Beatles history roads. So while we do that cuz we asked you guys to make a Beatles style history road song.
1: And, and people did that.
0: And people did that. So, in or- so because we, d- we asked for that, we'll keep it going. So dude, why um, don't
1: we do just a whole episode of history roads and we'll play a different song in between every couple. Love
0: that. Love that. Love it.
1: Um, we, did it.
0: we will do I'll, I'm going to play this one though, as a teaser. And then we'll, and then the next episode, we'll just do a bunch of history roads. But Daniel okay. Farner says beetle born boys attached as a history road song in the style of the Beatles specifically 1964 era, as requested in the last episode. I hope the Beatles deep dive continues. I've got ideas for other Beatles history road mashups. Bornfully Yorn, Daniel F. All right, here it is. The first Beatles history road. Can't wait. Wait, that's really quiet, isn't it? Hold on. That's
1: how they did it back then. (laughs) And a one, and a two,
0: and a one, two. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Dude. I
1: found out Long ago Long down The
0: history road History road Road History road I oh love it
1: Wasn't it, wasn't it, isn't it? Oh my god I love it I love it It's Perfect, it's, it's perfect. It's so throw the good. rest in the, in the goddamn trash, <laughs> dude.
0: Can we hear it one more time? Yeah, all right, here it goes. I found out long ago, long, we know the history road. History road. <laughs>
1: Now, who is that? Ringo said that? I think he'sn't (laughs) it, isn't it,
0: isn't it? I love it.
1: Great chat. Who is that?
0: That is from Daniel Farner.
1: Damn Daniel. Damn Daniel. (laughs) That was really great.
0: Dude, it's so good. All right. Well, next week we're gonna hear all the rest of your because we have more. We got a bunch of them. Yeah.
1: It could be like half regular episode and then we can answer history roads yeah, from, yeah. from Beatles stuff. That's no problem.
0: I mean, we could just make it a bunch of, we could just do a history road episode where we mm-hmm. just read a bunch of history roads. And if there's Beatles ones, we'll do the Beatles history road song. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if there's regular great. ones, we'll do the regular song. How about that? That's great. <laughs> all right. Um, um, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. It was a longer one because we had to get all the rest of those Beatles things in there. And um, thank you, Mike, for for making that awesome,
1: dude. Well, uh, thank you also for um, all that info on that movie that yeah. I had no idea about and was nervous to even get into because it was so <laughs> bad. But the album's fun. Yeah, the um, album's great. And this was really fun, man. Yeah, I'm 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 glad we did it.
0: Me too, man. And uh, <laughs> maybe in the future, we'll do more Beatles stuff. I'm sure we can't help it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And um, thank you for watching us on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Banter. And Ryan's been doing a lot of great work over there, and he's been making some clips and stuff, which are really cool on the Instagram, at dynamicbanter, and the Twitter accounts. Uh, you know, the Twitter account's fine. We need to do more with it, I think.
1: I mean, it's a Twitter
0: account. What do you expect? Twitter account. It? What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time on Dynamic Banter, all right?